Hello, this is Billy Moon. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. It's 2022 already, season three. As COVID stays in our lives, I missed talking and learning from other creatives. And I discovered a newfound hobby of connecting people to other people to get close to their dreams. So bear with my interview skills, if any, and dive into the stills of life. Are you ready? Let's go. Linji. Hello. Hey, Linji. What's up, man? Hi. Thanks for coming down to my uh, massive, luxurious studio. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I wish oh, people can see where me. we are right now because it's like just, just amazing. Oh, yeah. Perfect lighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Last time I saw you, we were at uh, Cafe Mac. Yeah. Who knows if it's still there? Uh, you were gracious enough to uh, kind of like give me notes and just like any tips about my any direction to my journey which is still the same journey right now Ooh, did i oh hopefully it was good good advice <laughs> it, it was it's such a blur because it was definitely before covid right and then yeah definitely because we were just talking about that we were like when did when was the last time we like saw each other because we would text each other here and there like over the years um just checking yeah. in or saying what's up but um i think yeah seeing each other was definitely before covid and oh yeah probably but you were at uh caa at the time wow okay very big deal Century city Century city yeah. yeah i think now it was one of the big five now it's a one of the what big three i think big it's like three because like what well, icm and caa merged oh. i don't think paradigm really is like i think i knew that one. i just forgot yeah so it's like wme caa and uta you know the three big three now how long were you there man i want to say like seven years seven yeah yeah i I didn't know i was there like that long either wow Um, and you started out as a trainee uh assistant and then went to trainee and then became an agent like pretty pretty quickly so which department as an assistant in entertainment marketing yeah perfect yeah which is like the weird stepchild of the of the group because it's not one of the major verticals <laughs> what does that mean because uh, you know like the major verticals in like any agency is like uh I've never motion picture term. uh music and then like sports okay or music well music motion picture motion picture splits into like uh directors and talent and then sports how did you get that job i live like a like a nine lives so just jumped around different things so you're but right cat. before that yeah <laughs> Uh, just you know, cat in human skin. Um, oh God! Uh, right before that, I was in architecture, so I was just yeah. living in a world of architecture, um, and quickly realized that like I d- didn't like it. I loved all the discipline and everything, learning from it, but it just wasn't like the environment that I think I like thrived in. Why personally, not? it wasn't the places I was working at. It was from a friend, like an old friend that I met, who was like a few years older than me was already doing architecture, was an architect, like yeah. licensed and everything. And he told me this story while we were like catching up in at dinner where oh, he's like, oh no, man, he was like super excited. And I was just like, yeah, what's up, dude? And he's like, I can't believe like I got like promoted. And I was like, oh, what's up? What, what you got promoted for? And he's like, I'm designing a doorknob. <laughs> and he was like so excited. And I was just like, hmm, would I ever be this excited about that this? That doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. No, but it's very like the the structure that's built in architecture. It's very similar. It's a very like pyramid structure, meaning like you just, you got to put in your dues. A very long ladder. Yeah, like there isn't like this like jumping within you know like promotions kind of thing. Understandable. Um, and I was just like, yeah, maybe this isn't like <laughs> like I don't know if I can like grind for like few years just to be like super excited to be doing that. How old were you at the time? Uh, you know, my like 
early 20s i like transferred to usc so like it was like this whole i was a little few years older uh graduated i was a little few years older than most and then was working in the firms but yeah as i was like switching gears basically a mutual friend was like hey i know Lindsay, you know a lot of people um in entertainment because i used to do a lot of freelance work even when i was younger it's very nomadic when it came to that and then um she was like, a friend of mine who is studying abroad wants to work in entertainment. Um, do you know anybody who works at these agencies? And it, she mentioned all the major, you know, uh, nice motion friend. picture agencies. Yeah. And um, and I was like, it, again, it just so happened. I just knew a lot of people who worked at every single agency, but at very low in the totem pole. And one of the closest ones happened to be working at CAA. And I said, yeah, let me just like at least set up a coffee or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that kind of uh, reaching out, the friend that was working at CA was like, yeah, I'm happy to get coffee with, with this girl. Um, also, do you happen to know anyone who knows how to use these programs? And it was all these Adobe programs. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I do, because I did architecture. And uh, I was like, wow, what's up? And she's like, well, we just hired a new uh, global exec uh, who used to run Wide and Kenny Shanghai. And um, he's here. But uh, he's a little, like, uh, confused and a little upset that, like, nobody, you know, he, he thought this was, like, an ad agency, like, set up, right? But it's it's basically, like, an ad agency philosophy group that is within a talent agency. Okay. So it doesn't run like an ad agency. You know what I mean? And everyone who, like, Sounds is hired cool. is, like, a communication major like no one knows how to use these like creative programs and they paid very little so uh, no one wanted to work there but again when I, you know with, with work it was a very nomadic i was like oh yeah i'm down to apply and then i ended up getting were you it. already like on your way of falling out of love with architecture like yeah like so like i never fell out, out of love of architecture i just i just knew that it wasn't the environment like work environment that i would thrive in it was just like everybody loved architecture too much you're not that excited to design a doorknob you know like it wasn't like that for me it wasn't and then it was same thing with like and then the irony of like me working in the entertainment uh marketing department was everyone there was like heavy hitters in the advertising world right yeah that's scary and i hated advertising (laughs) so it was like a similar thing but i think it was just because i was at least around the world of entertainment that like i was like okay i can maybe be around this a little bit but yeah, that's how I ended up getting it. All in seven years? To put it in perspective, like in motion picture, which is like what everyone wants to be, and that's what everyone knows agents as mm-hmm. uh, in that world, it takes about like four to five years to even be considered as a trainee. So that's why it's like... Trainee? It's like, yeah, it's like the bullshit of like, you know, am I considered, am I not, whatever. And then even after a trainee, there's no like like a certain set amount of time that you yeah. got to be a trainee until you become. You, so you can be a trainee for years and then not even become an agent. So it's a, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of like mental fuckery. Was it worth it? Definitely. Like for me, because like I always joke around, I was half naive and half like stupid in that like I just <laughs> followed the fun. So meaning like I knew how big. CAA was in those agencies. Yeah, I knew what kind of power they had and everything, but I think I went in with the naivete of like, if I'm not having fun with the work I'm doing, and if I'm not meeting good people, I don't care who they are, what the behemoth is. Yeah. Like I'm leaving. Yeah. So I think I went in not catering to the bullshit, which, and I also knew that like if I wanted to be comfortable in any regard, I knew I had to offset that. 
So meaning like I can't get it everything in my way. Here's an example. Like besides the music department, everybody has to wear suits. Oh. And I just like hated wearing suits. Yeah. So like first weekend, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to wear a suit. So if I get fired for this, I better be fucking good at what I do. There's always going to be reasons for anybody to get fired for any reason. I just knew I had to offset it, but I had to be un- un- undeniable. I was like, all right. How do I how do I be that? I can't imagine working at an agency, period, because it would just be so daunting and just scary. Like, uh, it's different. It's different. You're you're surround. I mean, granted, I don't know about the other agencies, but I think the consistency in a lot of entertainment agencies is like you're surrounded by type A motherfuckers. So it's fascinating. You know how like there like there's like the whole shebang of a like oh the you know writer strike and agencies and like da 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 like our agency's gonna survive this and agents are the most resourceful motherfuckers ever sure like that's why there's always a question mark of like what is an agent and what do they do because they're like the greatest middleman was it pretty cutthroat yeah it's cutthroat in different ways it's cutthroat in every aspect like emotionally spiritually physically like it's not like uh like oh you're physically moving things and it's not even that it's just like to be (laughs) quote-unquote on yeah. And to be quote unquote like in service of whatever the business and you're the on art call. Is. Yeah, it's all the it, time. it 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 it's exhausting. Are you always working? Yeah, I I real and this is one of the things like why I had to like step away from it was like I, I'm I'm like a very big workaholic. Oh, so like even when I was like in architecture and all this stuff was like that may have worked out for you. At yeah, no, it completely worked out for me. I think that's why I like went up the ladder pretty quickly. And I like where I was like, I knew what I was good at and what I liked. I was one of those people that like unlocking and like solving problem creatively was an addiction for me. That's an amazing skill to have. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's really fun. And it's it's one of the best. Fun. It's super fun, especially when you're with like elaborate like, on that, please. I realized, you know, I'm, I'm having a lot of like Slumdog Millionaire moment like in my life right now this past year. <laughs> I hear the music. Uh, a lot of connecting the dots for sure. Okay. But to, first of all, to be lucky enough to be hired uh, right off the bat to on a desk at an agency uh, that is very, already very difficult to try to get into. And then be surrounded by creative directors, global creative directors who are being poached by these agencies because they're the best of the best. Mm. And then because it's not structured like an ad agency, there's no like studio. So there's no like designers or associate creative directors. There's no like middle ground people. So as an assistant to the global ECD, like I'm in every single room and I'm in every single room when they're thinking, I like ideating to like really sharpening an idea to selling it, to making the pitch with them, to strategizing it. Like I'm in the octagon with them. Mm. and to not only listen to it but be able to to be in the octagon with them i was like oh shit like i can keep up like this is pretty amazing wow. and that's kind of like what the fun of it all was it just fit for you yeah it was just like lucky because like some people just crash under the pressure but it was for <laughs> me it was just like oh like i could see and it was more fun it was just a lot of fun take us through your day-to-day as a trainee you wake up pretty early because What's early? Like five thirty six, because you got to get there by like six. Because basically, oh, like the, there's like this will make it all like understandable. Because like so, one of the partners, Kevin Huvain, uh, comes from his like background was working in hotel business. Mm. So there's like this beautiful sto- like all the all the partners have these amazing great lores and great stories, right? But one of the things that he is very adamant on is he used to be a bellboy 
apparently at, uh, in the hotel businesses in New York before being an agent. And so he understood and he really was very big on like hospitality mm. and understanding that. So not only having to understand the inner workings of a building and the business, but like you being the first face of it. Sure. Because there's a lot of understanding and pressure from that. Sure. So at least for the trainee program at CA, it was he implemented that a lot. So not if you're going to be training to become an agent, he was like, you got to almost like learn to wash the feet, right? You're <clears throat> waking up early to get there before everyone else. You're stocking everything. It, it sounds super like menial and like yeah. so dumb. But no, no. Which at a certain at a certain level it is, but I think it's just like trying to make you learn the importance of detail in small things, and also how you treat people, right? Because you're there with mailroom clerks, you're you're there yeah. with floaters, and but you're like your title is a little bit higher, so some people definitely like, you know, kind of swing their dick and like try to be. <laughs> He's in jail now, you know, and some people really focus on the people. Is it so early because you have to compensate for East Coast communication? A little bit. Yeah. The main thing is just getting all the trades. So, I mean, this is, again, like you're talking. This is, this is where I learned also, oh, the business will forever always be slow in that it won't ever catch up. Slow. Because you're dealing with people who still read the newspaper. Who like Newspapers love, are still around? Yeah. They like love like that whole tradition of it all. Okay. How did you get along with your teams and departments? Oh, I got really lucky. My chapter of like... The, the people that I, I grew up with and became agents with, like, are oh, okay. some of the best. Yeah. And did you have, like, mentors within the office space? Uh, no. So what you do is, like, as trainees, you kind of, like, are within that for a few months doing everything. You kind of rotate around doing mm. just basically, like, the... All within marketing? No, 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 no. no. So you, you're servicing the whole building. Oh. So as a trainee, you're you're out you're taken out of your department. So you're sampling different areas. Yeah, yeah. But you're just like you're not in those departments. You're literally just like what whatever like in the most cliche way, it's like the most like menial bitch work you need to do. Just you, you service them as like extra hands right. and extra things. So like if you need to deliver something, normally uh, a clerk would do that, but if it's a high profile client, you're doing that. You know what I mean? Um, like driving yourself? Yeah, driving yourself, going, dropping things off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all these things that, again, like at that age and you think about it. And even when I think back now, some some projects you're like, oh, man, that's so unnecessary. Like, that's so dumb. Yeah. But then you go like, all right, well, if this is like the the system of like how they're doing it and making it work, it, it, it's making it work, whatever. Now, during your seven years there, what what is like one of the highlights that you're so you're proud of? Like, what's a great problem you solved honestly i think the most proud is creating this thing called ca mobius and it came from the birth of like the the colleagues i had as a trainee Ooh. so all of them like majority of them are were in the motion picture side I'm, I'm a big movie buff i love movies and everything even though i'm in the marketing entertainment side hey that's half of it man yeah and so like when it came to pitches and when it came to understanding big ideas and condensing it so that you can like make it understandable was something that I was like naturally good at. There's something about complex ideas and making it simply to simply understand it was something that was very fascinating to me of of any vertical. And some some agents came to me or like, you know, uh, colleagues were like, "Hey, you know, as the business is changing, 
and the platforms are you know uh, expanding and everything mm. uh, we're losing a lot of money so in the motion picture department at the time the motion picture head apparently posed the question to the whole department saying where is a white space that we're not hitting there's no answer right now we don't even have an answer but like let's just bring it up because the the industry is changing and there's money being left like where where should we you know think or like look towards and the younger ones had this great idea we've always been known as a legacy agency or as at least CAA is right so a lot of them everyone wants to be rep by them but if you are you're already a so and somebody the agency didn't start out like that it started out with the hope of finding new great talent so when you became a <clears throat> full-time agent were you still in the entertainment marketing department yeah yeah so when you become an agent you be you're in within that the department of it all okay and but what, what were you mostly like selling and pitching well so we were pitching and selling for our clients which is all the fortune 500 brands so like canada goose dolby uh diageo abm bev we would be we would be were either working on projects with their agency on record which is like their ad agency or we would you know become the main agency on record and like work with them like figuring out marketing campaigns now for those who want to get into that world of trying to sell like um a commercial or their own product um i mean obviously you have to be good on the artistic side but what does it mean that you're selling them and selling them to whom? Like the product? Like it's basically yeah. just making a commercial. What we what we did was create a campaign and create a commercial for it. So oh, that, okay. that was like the main thing of like, I understand and respect like everyone who works on advertising and the creatives behind it. But what I didn't like about it is it was a, you know, at the end of the day, it's a big head fake, right? Whether you're an ad agency or a marketing agency or whatever it is, is your client is trying to sell a product. Was it just you or did you have like a team? <clears throat> For Mobius? Yeah. Yeah, Mobius, it was me, Christina Chow, um, Zach Kaplan, and Pete Stein. Um, and then we had another um, colleague at the time named Genevieve Ting who uh, was an assistant that helped us out. But basically the four agents of us like were the ones that kind of all put together. Mm -hmm. And then every year we got new minted agents to go and like fill Nice. space so it's been growing you said you love movies mm -hmm. and did you try to like move over to the motion picture side yeah there was like the, so like there was a whole conversation with it but then basically didn't didn't happen i'm also glad that i didn't because it's a different it's a different beast why did you leave well one was the the department being sold off and yeah. i could have like fought and tried to like stay there but i think it was like i just understood the optics and i was just like okay is not worth the squeeze like fighting all this i had some conversations but at that time i was just way too burnt out oh, it was like you hit your limit i had my limit i think because there How was a were group you? late 20s so i was i was like what 20 probably 29. like 27 <laughs> 28 that's young yeah yeah i mean for but like but the work was that savage I it guess. was just like crazy because i was working you got to imagine like the context and again this is like it's like weird for me to say it from my own mouth but like every oh, assistant that was like working at in our department majority of them are all like communication majors so yeah. so like nobody knew how to you work these programs and you have like these global ecds who haven't touched the adobe program in probably years because they've used to like just selling ideas I was there like three, four, five in the morning every day. Wow. Like, and I was juggling multiple projects, which luckily all of them were greenlit. But because 
I was capable, like I would be thrown into so many projects. Do you miss working there? I do because I think coming out of there, I realized it's an environment that I thrive in. Did you try to go to another agency? There's been conversations. Okay. But um, but I think it's also, I have a very specific skill set. You don't need the type of skill set sometimes. Like a lot of the agencies are good because they're tr- very transactional. I, I'm not the most transactional. I'm a value creator mm. ra- rather than a, a seller. How accurate is Entourage? Pretty accurate. Yeah, I, I get like, that feeling too. It's very accurate, but it's also like a heightened version of it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's a fictional heightened it's version. It's not as loud. No, it's more it's loud. It's louder. louder. It's louder. In real life? Oh, yeah. It's louder. Oh. It's crazier. It's it's much more bombastic and frantic for sure. And a lot more that I'm sure that they can't even show because it's gets that crazy. But that's what bonds everybody, right? Does it's it? Like, yeah. Because imagine you're going through the trenches. Like crazy the shit happens. And then you see who's who's speaking and snitching about it and who's not. And you're like, all right, cool. I like you. you were, <laughs> we're the same spirit. You can go fuck off. Or you... <laughs> <laughs> or you like I like you in this this setting, but not really this setting. Uh, and then you also see like who's here to just rub shoulders with the hot people and you know some name person or oh who's here because they love this. Was it hard for you to like trust people? No. And so, what year did you leave? I think I left like 2019. Okay, so with the whole yeah, like 2018, um, 2019. I forget when the Me Too movement and all this other stuff. Yeah. Workplace uh, toxic, all that all that stuff yeah, that's yeah. exploding did that affect the agency at all oh absolutely it was like it was it was a heavy like people earthquake people started behaving or being no not, a lot of people were being beheaded much. what do you mean behaving a lot of people were being beheaded like dude there's a lot of shifts and movements like a lot of agents being quote unquote you know like left but it was being pushed out you know a lot of things happening because they're just abusive yeah because toxic. you got to realize like a lot of them are like this is what's like fucked up about the whole cancel culture and everything is like yeah. So these people, at the end of the day, still are great at what they do, right? Doesn't yeah. mean that they're good people. So yeah. what what's the most like political way to do it? Is they're not going to fire them because if you do, you might they might come back for you or they might never work with you. So what happens is they give them an option to be like, hey, you should leave on your own two feet instead of like us having to cut you, right? Yeah, because it's not a good look on you. Like, why would you want that? And so there's all these back door conversations that happen so for like future creative designers what what would you say what would you tell them like what does it take to succeed i have no clue i think i think that's more of a question of what's your idea of success what's your definition of success i think it always changes it always like evolves and grows which is i think is is what's right now and what was back then to be able to sustain the lifestyle creative like through creative endeavors right uh which i'm doing but like creative endeavors that i've created like not to service others yeah you know like my projects and like the things that's happening there if that can be sustained i think that's success because that brings me the most joy i think back then success was like like any young boy like you're thinking like okay it needs to be you need to have your name echoing in the halls you need your you know you need like the financial freedom of anything whatever it is you need a cover Um, story on variety yeah like like you need to be in the zeitgeist of whatever that is right but I, I think this is like again like the slumdog popularity moment. just like any other yeah like popularity right. contest right yeah. but I think it's me the slumdog millionaire moment again of like man having have gone through working at a big agency that young and then having to like go up the ladders and that and still be within the waters of it it's like that view of success and that popularity thing and whatever 
is so anxiety driving and it's so out of your hands because it truly is like the weirdest way of things popping it's like you never know what's gonna be like popping next Mm. but then you know that there's a swarm of people latching on right after when it happens you chasing that kind of fame is always a losing game um you trying to create it is two different things you know what i mean and so i was like oh i I don't want to be chasing something i would rather attract so I wanna, I would rather I be in that. the world of like creating. And so if I can continue to be creating, that's that success. So what are you up to now? Right now I have my own creative studio. So I had to service a lot of clients doing that. So that keeps me afloat. Yeah, but, you um, do. Uh, which is more in the film and TV space, which is great. I've made a decision the last year to really focus on my own projects. So uh, Feature? It just so happens that they're all kind of in the animated space. But yeah, oh. they'll show like episodic. One's an episodic animation with a Pixar animator friend of mine that we created. And then another one is... Anything you can publicly talk about? Not that one. Because, I mean, I mean, all of these are in development. So it's like... You know very, someone from Pixar? Yeah, I mean, it's an old friend of mine that... Um, Brad Bird? Together. You know no, Brad dude, Bird? That would be amazing. You I know Andrew Stanton? Dude, I would love to. Or Doc. Man, Doc. You know Pete, Pete Doc? Pete Doc would be amazing. Up to um, Wally two. Up two, man. I don't Wally two, any, the revenge of Wally. Any sequels, you can throw them away. Uh, <laughs> come on, get me back to can the we, originals. Can we just geek out on Wally? That's like my one of my favorite. Oh, greatest during film. Also, it's one time. of probably one of the greatest screenplays. Like if you yeah. ever, if you ever have a chance to read, read it, it, like but the years ago, first, the first what, act alone is like the first like three pages. You're like, I haven't seen a dialogue. Like yeah. it's pure. You're reading pure action it's lines. Visual direction that's so well written. Yeah, that it's like not in chunks of paragraphs. Like I, like, I got even a little disappointed when you start to see humans in the story. Right. Like right. I just want to see Wally just like roam around and like I am Legend. The whole thing. It's beautiful. I think. Very emotional. Very very emotional. It's only got two lines in the film. <laughs> Eve. That's true. That's Wally. True. Yeah. Eve. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I think it was so wow. brave. You and, and Pete and Doctor are going to make a movie. I would love to. That's fascinating. One day, you know what I mean? Um, wow. But yeah, so I have, I, have a, I have a project with a homie that works there. Um, and then I have another project that, that we're waiting on from to hear like final words from Warner Brothers and HBO. What? That one's a big one. Um, you going to be a director on that? That one would be more created by uh, title. Uh, we already have a director attached oh, so you're gonna write um, all the scripts well it's an adaptation uh so it'd be more of like providing story rather than like writing it because it's actually public? Th- no th- well no it's not it's, it's not, not a it's, deadline yet no it's not okay and it's like oh, wow that's exciting yeah and it's it, we've just been getting some good news of like because all these mergers happening especially with warner brothers and everything Fucking so discovery man. where um you know there's so much that we can't talk about but at least like every step of the way we keep hearing that our project's still in the ring and in the running so we're like cool uh hopefully it gets through even having these conversations is like the cherry on top like yeah even because we all thought when i was creating it with the homie um with another writer i was like let's just have fun like i was just like there's no way that they're gonna say yes to this there's no way like might as well tell the story you want to tell it was like so we just went balls to the walls and like the type of story, the the structure of the story that could even this happen. is also animation. It was originally live action when we pitched it, and then they said live action is going to be very difficult. 
But then if you were to change this into animation, it's possible. So we're like, all right. So we switched it. That's oh. where we got the animation director and everything because, like, oh. that gave, like, another opening. Can you share what genre, at least? It would be, like, in the action drama. Like, I mean, definitely animation. It's just oh. all of that. But, yeah. And then so those two. And then the third one is, like, uh, I've been building my – I have this, like, my version of like, – there's, like, this music project that I've been creating that it's my version of the gorillas like i've always been a fan of gorillas and during the pandemic i peak peak pandemic i just started drawing all like i you know i was going crazy in my own mind and drawing was my remedy and then i was like you know what let's start drawing these characters yeah you're a good artist oh thanks man so yeah i've always doodled when i was growing up but i've never really dabbled into it and then um you could so, be the next joseph kaczynski man oh that would be great but uh he but started yeah. out in architecture did he Oh, I didn't know that. And aerospace engineering, oh, which makes stuff. sense with Top Gun. It totally. came full circle. Totally, full circle. But yeah, that's kind of, those three projects are the main ones. But I've been, um, so and then for that one, I paired up with a music producer friend of mine named Chucky, uh, amazing multi, uh, multi-instrumentalist and producer in New York. And um, went out there and we, because this is going to be a three album project. And we already made. What are you doing for that though? he's like the main kind of like musical force and i bring in i write all the lyrics and vocal melody and then i've oh you're a songwriter to, too yeah i mean i'm turning into one i, I mean I've, I've done a lot of songwriting before for other musicians because i have a lot of musician that friends. explains your current look um yeah right <laughs> um this is all this is all good fight shout out to good fight uh good fight's <laughs> the best but yeah man just those three are the main ones which is the best and you don't have a day job anymore right no, I mean, yeah, because I have my own hours for my clients. So I have right now, client-wise, I'm working for Major Dome Media, which is uh, Dave Chang's company, okay. uh, his media company, um, separate from his restaurant stuff, which is Momofuku. Oh. Um, so they hired nice. me to help like rebrand and help them strategize some of the stuff. And then I have a, a couple other producer clients that I still do like pitch decks for. And then, um, but those besides those, like, it's you're just, doing yeah, okay though. Getting by, I mean, it's like very frugally. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was the thing that I that I really committed myself last year was I look back and during the pandemic because I started my company right as the pandemic was happening, and I was like, Shit. "Fuck, bad timing." Yes, but I got really lucky. Old colleagues hit me up, wanted me to help out with some of their clients, which happened to be like talent who had overall deals. Wow. So then I would create pitch decks for them, and then got by quietly for three years and then i looked back and i was like damn 90 percent of the projects i worked on all got greenlit so i'm like we did really good work um and i said okay i could double triple down on this and try to make a lot of guapa money or what do i really want to do and i remember this like thought of every year when i would be working on something or for somebody i would be like man if i had a little more time i could be like crushing it in the ideas that i have because i would always be tired or exhausted and now i was like wait time. now i'm in that position yeah like why if i don't take uh I this i don't you know i'm really gonna regret it so i started saying no to a lot of projects that i could have made a lot of money for and then Shit. i just um heads down work mode on all the projects that i've got lucky enough to like be part of and like create co-create it just became this thing where like like the story of Jim Lee where he would wake up and just draw for like six, eight hours a day before it became like when became like a DC 
legend for the first time in my life i'm like man digging deep like cutting deep instead of cutting wide on an idea is the most fun i mean you're you're pretty much like an entrepreneur yeah man right by totally by default what are some weaknesses that are now strengths public speaking there's like three lessons that i learned really really heavily when i was there one is perception is reality two is business by proximity three is be good because good stories good people and good company are infectious yeah so please they if it's good then people will want to ask and lean in they'll be like how can i help they want to join how could i you know how can this become real like what are you missing because it's good they want to be part of that there's an energy to that yeah and i was like okay so those are the big three lessons where I was just like, I got to um, learn how to manifest this and learn how to like control it and be good at it. Are you mentoring anybody? No, no, man. No, no. My, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that like, I, I don't think anyone should ever follow my footsteps. I do, the, <laughs> I do crazy shit. How's your, how's your social life? Good. I have, I have some of the best friends and people around, man. Okay. That's I, good. I'm not worried about any one of my friend groups meeting another friend group. I've come across and kiss shoulders with a lot of people that like with a lot of different people over the years and maintain a lot of good friendships. And I realized like, dude, having known someone for a certain amount of years doesn't give anyone the right or anything to feel like they're owed anything. So like, unless you're truly like hanging out every day and like texting every day. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. But that's the thing. Then you can't put on your expectation of what a friendship in your mind is to someone else. Because like just because you knew someone for a decade doesn't mean that they owe you the right to respond to you and they owe you the right to be like, hey, let's talk for an hour or two hours for your thing. You know what I mean? Like and that's just like how I see it. It's just uh-huh. like I've just known a lot of people where some everyday bullshit happens and you have to fucking live through it. Yeah. You know, you, it's just hard. And then suddenly it's like an ask from somebody is like another thing on their list. You know, granted, it's like it's even more difficult when it's like bigger question mark of what this whole conversation is going to be about, especially if it's like someone that you don't know like that. (laughs) Like even for me, like, you know, I I knew. Yeah. Like I knew like you were good people, but like I don't know what you've been through in the last few years. I don't know where how your outlook is on life. Like for me to say I've said yes and like go through all of this and like have an interview with you is like purely on the judgment of like. Man, I remember Billy was a good guy. You know what I mean? Uh, and that, like, every time we had a conversation, it was always about art. Good. Like, awesome. Yeah. For me, it's, like, it's great that you're, you're doing all this, man. It's awesome that you're, like, getting through all of it oh, and figuring it, it out, man. I just want to see this through, man. What is it seeing it through for you? My main focus is just to get in the union. Okay. So I can work on movies. Yeah. But why is that, why is that so hard? Why is it so hard? Oh yeah. my God. There, there are three ways to do that, to right. get in. Right. So there's the long road. You have to get a hundred non-union paid days mm-hmm. in three years or less. This is my third year. Great. So the stress is real. The second way is to miraculously get a union job. Okay. But you have to get 30 of those union days in one year. Got it. That's about 10 times harder because Production's usually not going to hire a non-union to come aboard. Right. Right. The third way is pretty much a lottery. You get a non-union job and they flip mm-hmm. into a union job. Right. So you have to get 30 of those days. And, and that, so the last latter two, the last one is like, you don't know <laughs> if that's going to ever happen. Oh yeah. You have no control over that. And then the second one is like very, very uh, slim unless you know the right people to get on the right job. They have to love you right. quite a bit. So then the only option is the first one, right? 
which is what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. So you're on your way. What's the what's the hiccup on that? I thought I had 50 days, mm-hmm. and then I spoke to contract services on Monday, and turns out I, a lot of the days that I thought would count won't count. Sure. So I have about 35 non-union days. Cool. Out of three long years. Yeah, I feel like it's very it's but it's a very clear path though. It's like you know, it's like you transferring to a school, and it's like oh, these classes I took didn't transfer. Boo hoo! But you just like get through it. I think it's like the reality of like, do you? Yeah, how you much do you love? It. Like, how much do you love what you do and how you want to get there? You know, it's a constant struggle to answer that question to yourself For every sure. day. Yeah. Um, like yesterday, I confided in a friend <laughs> who was uh, very helpful um, to speak to, and um, it's the life of an artist, as you know. It's like every day, it's you're you're always questioning yourself. Sure. But I think or like, every other day. Yeah. I think there is a difference, though, of like questioning yourself and being down on yourself and then questioning yourself to solve it. I think that's like. Yeah. I am questioning myself and I'm like, I want to push through. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. Because I love what I do. I loved the people that I got to work for. I haven't met any assholes yet. I'm so blessed. That's awesome. So thankful. And yeah. I've shot some major movie stars, too. And they're like so down to earth and shockingly, you know. Yeah, and, um, a lot of great movie stars are big because they're actually good people. Yeah, and like, my you, friends you find that hard think... to believe. My friends who don't talk to me, yeah. they find it hard to believe because <laughs> the friends in your head. Yeah, I tell them, you <laughs> the know, you know, yourself. the bigger the bigger the star, the nicer the person. Yeah, and then like you want to believe the opposite, but the truth is like they got to that position because they're good at what they do and they're good people. Yeah, and it's they just, know how freaking hard it is. Yeah, and most of the times that they're assholes is because they, you probably. They've been cut off guard somewhere, right? Uh, just they didn't take the right pills. Sure, in in whatever way you wanna you wanna frame it as, but usually <laughs> they're good people. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, dude, you're gonna be fine, man. I think the fact that you've been in this for this long and you continue to want to be in it, it's easy for anybody to be like, "Fuck this" and leave. It truly does take certain people who like love it enough to like try to keep scratching through it. Yeah, the only hard one is is like people who feel like they can't do anything else but this but consistency is great it's like you you want to make art because it gives you joy and if you could do that every day right that's amazing right so you want to do that through photography yeah great i think that's such a good clear i think 10 percent of me still wants to direct but you know we'll see i hate when people say that too shit it's always fascinating just because like i met you as a director now you're still a photographer so it's always fascinating to see someone who's always going through things and like who in their greatest situation is to actually work through their pain through art. And so for me, it's like always fascinating to hear people like you or like you who've gone through a lot and like in this position. OK, I wonder how you're filtering all of this through your art. Your, your work is like doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Right. Stills. Stills Lindsay. and all this stuff. Right. Do you do you work through all of this in your stills? I don't no, no, I haven't mm. actually. I, I try to work it around with the models that I get, but yeah. no, I haven't. But that's a good idea. Can you tell us what's your biggest goal this year? For me, it's like uh, the three projects that I like that personally have. Like I, I really want them to all see the light of day uh, in some capacity this year. One of them, it's off our hands because we're waiting for a studio. So that you know, whatever happens there is a cherry on top. Come on, Warner um, Brothers. The other one is um, we're turning that into a graphic novel. So Ooh. that is just waiting in 
uh, for the Pixar animator friend to like kind of find some time as well. Come on, Andrew. Um, Andrew, <laughs> his name's Charles. Uh, and then uh, and then the the project that I'm working the the music project is the one that I I have like I can dictate that. So right after this, I'm actually gonna go work on that a little bit more. But that's the one that I'm working towards. So something's gonna see the light of day this year for sure. All right, man. Until the next time. Yeah, until next then. time. I'll see you at the red carpet. Yeah, for surely, man. <laughs> Hopefully by then we won't we both won't be sad bears people. So we'll be Oh, smiling. you're sad too? We're all sad, bro. We're all sad. Oh, humans. he admits it. Come on. The American life is real. Oh, of course. What what American dream? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Okay, we can't <laughs> end it on a downer. Oh, dude, we're all gonna die. This world's gonna ex- explode. Uh we don't know what's going on. Uh, I love you doesn't mean anything. Oh my god! Um, what happened to you? And um, just kidding, dude. We're all part of the universal hum. It's all about the frequency. We love flowers. <laughs> I love you does mean everything. It's gonna change the world. Go give someone a hug, blow someone a kiss, text all the people. This that all you sounds love. rehearsed. Yeah. Do not jump off that building. Oh my. God. Please put all the things into the air to manifest. Lindsay, wrap it up. And uh, I'll see you guys later. Ignore what he just said. Bye.